0: Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend Enfuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. We've got the show's namesake, BJ Shea. Hello, sir. Yeah, two days in a row. Nice. And running the boards is Joey Dees. Hi. Hey, to- uh, spoiler alert. What? It's going to be three days in a row. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wait, wait, wait. wait. Oh, never mind. No, you shut up. Oh, you sorry. stay over there. Because today is a board game episode. What? We're going to be talking with Josh from The Boys Board Game. What? Oh, yes. yeah. Right? The board game after our favorite TV show comic book? Yes. Nice. And of course, BJ's going to give a quick review of something that he's been checking out. Oh, yeah. And, of course, the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us?
1: Get a hold of us via our website, bjgeeknation.com. Come we have our blogs, podcasts, and more. 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 <laughs> more. <laughs> just search for BGC Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Radio.com, and iTunes to find us.
0: Exactly. And I'm really stoked to talk to, with our guest, uh, to talk with our next guest. Can you tell him tongue-tied? And uh, this is because, like BJ said, one of my favorite comics of all time, just because of how what? ridiculous it is. Yeah. And also the fact that they have an Amazon Prime show that is also just as ridiculous as the comic books yeah. in its own right now. Now they're bringing it to the board games. With me is Josh from the boys board game with me today is a man from this region who I'm really excited to uh, talk with because he's putting out a board game. First off, it's about uh, something that's amazing and something that I love both in the comics and in the television world. Josh stilts with the boys board game. This is amazing with one first games and Josh, first off, uh, congratulations, because as of right now, the Kickstarter is already fully funded, but people can still kick into this until, uh, almost Christmas, Christmas Eve. This has got to be a, a kind of a, a great thing because we're already talking about a game that's already funded for you, man.
2: Yeah. First of all, thanks so much for having me. Long time fan of the show. And yeah, it's a real honor to be, uh, putting this game out with, uh, my cohorts at one first games. Uh, it was a real labor of love for the past year. We are so thankful for the fans for getting us, uh, funded and into stretch goals. And we have some truly fantastic stretch goals planned as we get, uh, further and further into the campaign. We've got some celebrity playthroughs that we're working on. We've got some additional miniatures that go with the deluxe copies. Um, yeah, it's a really exciting time. Uh, one of the first things that came up when we were putting this together was, uh, a quote from, from Garth Ennis who created uh, the boys, uh, the comics. And he said, <laughs> he was delighted that so, that so many of people have enjoyed the comic series and the new spin-off series, the dear Becky that's running, oh, yeah. uh, which takes place before and after the series of the comics. So no spoilers in this podcast. I was going to try and anyway. <laughs> good job. <laughs> um, and then he was very keen on seeing the board game, which, for him seemed like the next big step for the boys to take. And we were just like thrilled that he was on board with us from the beginning. Um,
0: and people can find out of, about this right now. If you go to the boys you can find out information about it. The Kickstarter is super simple to find as well. It's just the boys. This is going to hurt. And let's start about a, a little bit about um, how the board game and what the goal of the board game is.
2: Yeah. So the board game is kind of a race to defeat Homelander. Uh-oh. Homelander in, in the narrative has decided that it's his turn to take over the world. No one's going to challenge him. And you are taking on the role of a newly activated CIA agent. And your job is to go and recruit characters from the series using items from the comics and the series, uh, kind of iconic imagery and, and beautiful art from Derek Robertson that, we are so thrilled to be able to use. um, So you're building a team and each one of those characters will have different bonuses and different, um, different attacks and also requirements for what it takes to recruit that character. You'll have to use some blackmail. (laughs) You'll have to use money and you're going to have to use some compound V.
0: (laughs) Well, that makes sense uh, going around with all of that because I mean, Homelander is uh, no slouch.
2: No, I mean, like, he's the world's most powerful superhero for a reason. Uh, he's also insane, so you got to take him down in a certain amount of rounds before the game wipes and he wins, and then you just got to re- reboot and go back right back in. <laughs>
0: This sounds amazing and a lot of fun. And so, I mean, you said that this has been a year in the making. So the um the 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 television series on Amazon had already been out at that point in time. And uh, obviously looking at this, it really looks like it takes a lot from the comics. Um are you kind of sticking with like the, the comics mythos with this?
2: Yeah, so this is all based off of off of the original source material from Perfect. Garth and Derek. Um when we heard that the Uh, the show was going to come out on Amazon last year for season one, we reached out to Dynamite Comics, who is the licensor and producer of the Dear Becky series also that is uh, out now. I think issue seven just dropped. Um, And I'll have something else about issue eight that I can tell to the fans at the end of the podcast. (laughs) Um, But we we reached out to them and said, hey, if you guys are ever interested in doing something different with the license and want to do a board game, we've got some ideas and we pitched them. They seem to really like it. We met with them at New York comic-con and then got to work and then COVID hit and everything (laughs) kind of changed. So the, the campaign and, and the construction and design of the game has been kind of fly by the seat of our pants and, and adapt. So we really wanted this campaign and this game to be for the fans and the people who like board games and may not know anything about the boys or fans of the boys who don't know anything about board games. We really wanted to make something accessible for everybody. So in the Kickstarter campaign, we really strive to be as communicative as possible in working and addressing any questions that people have. Um, We are just a couple hundred dollars away from the first stretch goal, which will add two additional character cards to the deluxe copies of the games. Um, We have in the deluxe copy, you'll get a a 140 millimeter paintable Homelander bust.
0: Oh my God.
2: Sit above your game, staring at you with all fury Um, (laughs) as well as uh, a miniature, a playable miniature and paintable miniature for each member of the boys, including the female mother's milk, Huey, Frenchie and butcher. The next couple stretch goals that we have planned, and we already teased this out so I can share this. Yeah, uh, there are additional minis that we have planned, including Starlight, Clean Mave, and a Four Legged Friend. Oh really? That's all I can say about that. I can tell you that the four legged friend looks phenomenal. And when we can share it, we will <laughs> and I think it, like just painting that alone will hopefully bring some joy. To, a, to people <laughs> that uh, in, in, in this pandemic, and hopefully they'll give them something fun to do. And, um,
0: well, and you talked you talked a little bit about just kind of how you're trying to deal with this with the pandemic. Usually, you're able to you know collaborate with people in person and kind of suss out those ideas. But it's really been like mostly an online venture for you guys at this point, right?
2: Uh, it almost has been completely online at this point. Damn. And this is before COVID because two of my business partners are in Chicago and one is in LA.
0: So we were always (laughs) going to be remote
2: that way, but we had before COVID hit, we had plans to be at almost every game convention showing physical copies of the game. You know, we had, we were building demo copies to go to Gen Con and Emerald city comic con. And uh, there was a lot of other conventions that we were, we were on the books for that, you know, weren't going to happen. So so we pivoted and, and changed the marketing campaign to what can we do organically? What can we do to get this into the hands of the people as quickly as possible? So what we did is we went and got a designer to model the game on tabletop simulator. And if you weren't familiar with tabletop simulator, tabletop simulator is a game through steam that you can get on PC or Mac that basically recreates the entire board game in 3d for you to play. So we put the game up there for free. People can go on the tabletop simulator, click on the links and, and start playing the boys. This is going to hurt with their friends. And we decided to launch it right at Thanksgiving because we knew people weren't going to be together. So we wanted to give them something so that they could do something with each other, even though they couldn't be in the same room.
0: Damn, that's amazing, too, because I mean, just think of it at this point, like that's perfect for like Thanksgiving and even coming up with uh, the holidays uh, in December and like It's the good part about that, too, because, say, somebody wants to pledge this for, you know, a family, friend, or even just for themselves, they can learn the game and get into it uh, before they even get a chance to have the physical copies, which, by the way, is the perfect thing, because then at that point you'll have somebody who knows how to play the game, so when you sit down and you open it, you can get right into it.
2: Exactly, And, and they can, you know, start building strategies, so when they're playing with their friends or their siblings, that they may be a little bit competitive with. They can pretend like, <laughs> Oh, I've never played this before. Oh, you oh, shark yeah, them. The hell, <laughs> I, they can go right after him. That is uh,
0: fantastic.
2: Uh, the other thing that we wanted to do is we knew that the retailers were going to go through a tough time, like everyone else's. Mm-hmm. So we got together a couple months ago and started talking about well, what could we do during the campaign that would help retailers. So, Today, there will be a story going out uh, – today's Tuesday, so it will be going out today uh, – where we are going to have a retail tier. Ooh. The retail tier will allow retailers to send out notifications to their customers, their fans of their stores, whoever they whoever they want, and anyone who buys a copy of, of our game or whatever pledge tier they want to go with, they want to go with the retail tier, uh, the deluxe or the deluxe tip in, which has a lot of extra goodies, including a signed uh, original art from Derek Robertson, which is, will be signed by both uh, Derek and Garth Ennis uh, and a collection of dear Becky with a variant cover that Derek did specifically for us. Yeah. So there, there's some, there's some really great things that we'll have in there, but for the retailers, anybody who buys a co- backs the campaign or buys a copy of the game at any volume, using that retailer code, we're going to give 10% of all of those, that revenue rate right to the retailers. Oh, that's The retailers amazing. don't have to buy copies now. They don't have to worry about spending money to, buy, to to reserve copies of the game. We can work on that later. But for right now, anybody who wants to buy the game using their retailer code, they will be able to help fund their favorite game store that is Hobby shop
0: that is fantastic and uh you did mention uh, this was a Tuesday because it's a big deal because today's giving Tuesday and I mean uh when we recorded this so just moving on beyond that just think about like a couple of days before was small business Saturday you have to deal with a lot of like the Black Friday deals and the Cyber Monday and all those you know all those buzzwords and stuff like that but the big key to a lot of this is to be able to get the game and help out your local gaming store, because those are the ones that are going to be the places that once everything is, uh, you know, kind of as back to normal as you could possibly get with all of this, you're going to want to go back there. And if there's no place to go back there because they're out of business, what the heck are you going to do? So this is a great way for you guys to actually do that. I love that.
2: Thanks so much. Yeah. Like we really wanted to do something like for those shops and for, because they've supported the businesses for so long, like what can we do to help immediately? And and you're absolutely right. We didn't want to announce this like before Thanksgiving and do all of the stuff with, you know, trying to compete with the Black Friday and Small Business Saturday and Cyber Monday and all of those (laughs) other sales. We wanted to do something that was after that because we didn't want to draw attention away from those retailers and the things that they were doing. We wanted we wanted to give them something afterwards so that they could continue the momentum that they hopefully got from all of those sales. So, yeah, that will go live today, Tuesday, since we're, we're recording the podcast now, <laughs> and hopefully that will be a nice boost for, for the retailers, for, for them and their employees.
0: Absolutely. And this is so cool, man. Just like the boys, this is going to hurt the board game, a competitive adventure game for one to five players, obviously based on the boys by Dynamite Entertainment. And you can find it on Kickstarter. We'll have the links up on our uh, BJ Geek Nation page, which we've done a couple more times. But as we're continuing to do this, I want to put it out there because this thing looks cool. The miniatures look uh, awesome. And I don't even know if I can call that Homelander stand up even a miniature at this point, dude. It is so huge. (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh, it's a bus. It's 140 millimeters tall. It's it's pretty big. That'll be uh, that'll and, be fun to paint. For it however you like. Uh, <laughs> the other thing we we added too is a, a social media stretch goal. So if we reach a thousand Facebook followers, all backers are going to get the single issue Dear Becky number eight with a. Variant cover from Derek Robertson.
0: Oh, that is so awesome, so,
2: man. It's got to be so a Derek, It'll be only available through us, but you'll every backer will get a uh, a copy of that issue.
0: It's got to be so cool that the fact that they're also both Garth and Derek are a- excited about this as, as almost as much as you guys are
2: it It really was. like you know, if you would have ask me five years ago, would I ever consider building a board game <laughs> based on this massive, successful, comics and then TV show like I would have said you were crazy because I was a news reporter in New England (laughs) like like I'm from the area my wife and I moved back east I went to work for uh news outlets working along with the AP and then we moved back and then I became a dad and then this happened and it's just crazy the path that people take but we are eternally grateful for Garth and Derek for their contributions for this and uh, we are working with with Derek because Derek really wants to play the game <laughs> but he's under a lot of other deadlines so we're working on a time that he that we can have him play the game and hopefully live stream that as well with some other, celebrities that i can't officially announce yet but we are working on that
0: Ooh, yeah so everyone go out there do the likes do the follows check it all out it's been shared on bj shea's geek nation like i said we'll continue to do that the boys this is gonna hurt out on kickstarter right now you can fund it up until christmas eve you guys go out there and do this if you're a fan of this this is one of those that is not going to disappoint josh thank you so much for spending some time with me today
2: Thank you so much, Rev. I've been a huge fan of the show for such a long time. <laughs> it's a real honor to be on the show. The last thing that I'll throw out as a night nice, as, as an offer to anybody who backs the campaign, we will do our best to sign you up to play the game on Tabletop Simulator with one of our designers. Oh, that is awesome. So so th- if you want a chance to challenge the designers of the game, see if you can race to beat Homelander before them, you want to be able to ask them questions, you want to do that, Contact us. We'll try and figure out a time to make that work. Even- that obviously goes <laughs> extends to you and the uh, the group at the uh, Geek Nation whenever you guys want that.
0: Oh, I appreciate that. And I know our board game alliance is going to be down for that. Thank you so much, Josh.
2: Thank you, Rev. Really appreciate it, man
0: that is I'm super stoked the fact that you can actually get it right now on Tabletop Simulator for free So many, so check many, it out play it see if it's something you want I love that a lot of Kickstarter designers are doing that it really is a try before you buy mm-hmm. uh,
3: you know uh, a play before you pick and kick And uh, you oh know, nice yeah yeah I like that I like that a lot so uh, you might uh, you know, I, don't know but I might find myself over there
0: at some point yeah, hopefully now BJ you did want to talk quickly about something now is this an expansion from one, for one this of your is board games it. <laughs> yeah it
3: is oh, and dear. this is an expansion that costs as much as what you think a regular game would cost, but of Whoa. course, there's a reason because it comes with a ridiculous amount of stuff. I have to wait till Christmas. <laughs> I'm being as patient <laughs> as I can possibly be because it just uh, you know came out recently. I'm talking about Twilight Imperium Fourth Edition, The Prophecy of Kings. Whoa! Uh, yes, it's finally here. And my gosh, uh, the 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 space game, the epic 4X space game, has gotten even more epic. It already had 17 factions with what? M- with multiple multiple asymmetry on each each faction. Just insane.
0: How do you even keep track of that?
3: I know it's. I mean, you talk about a game that says, "Hey, it never plays the same way twice." I mean, with with you know, you can add You had a, a maximum of six players that could play. So how many times, I haven't, and I've owned this game for, I think it came out in 2017, the fourth, fourth edition, and I haven't played all the factions. And I, really? play, I played it a lot, and I still haven't played every single faction. Uh, the So the amount of replayability is pretty wild. And now this new Prophecy of Kings add seven more to a total of 24 factions. Mm, Incentity. Yeah. Oh, yeah! Wow! And uh, really awesome lore. So if you love the lore of this game, they've actually come up with a reason and a lore. They had a nice bridge map that they came up with and said, hey, would you like a scenario? We got a scenario for you to play until the new game comes out. Ooh. And they even gave us a little sneak preview of some of the powers of one of the races. Um, and it's, I mean, they Fantasy Flight's done a great job. Mm-hmm. Uh, big, big ups to, uh, to Dane Beltrami, who came, who was the lead designer of this, um, because to improve upon a great game that improved upon a great game. Is insane, and that's what they had to do. They've added a lot of stuff in here. They've added a whole new class of cards that even add more asymmetry to all the races, not just the new ones that have come into play.
0: Now, I know a lot of people out there will have their board game uh, shelf in the background of their like streaming stuff or anything like that, their Zoom calls. Are you just going to have basically a Twilight Imperium shelf? Because mm-hmm. there's so oh. many things with it, dude. Oh, I could. I
3: mean, because I, I, you know, I have those. Uh, you can go buy these little uh, uh, storage containers, mm-hmm. and that's where mm-hmm. I have all the ships and components. I don't even keep anything in the box. I just because it's easy. <laughs> it's <too> Here's big. <laughs> I just, and I'll, I'll have them painted and everything, so that I'll have twenty four different boxes and go. Who do you want to play? Here's your box of that race. Which wow, it's insane because you know I have to buy another copy of Twilight Imperium: The Main Edition that'll make four total in oh. order for me to have enough ships to paint. But. Uh, because I'd,
1: I'd make fun of you, but there's nothing sexier than a well-organized system. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I love and, I paint, I love con-
0: and painted. Minis. I did have and or, a-
1: like with labels yeah. and. Uh, yes. Oh my god, I love organizational containers. <laughs> like that is my favorite section in the store. Oh, Am I old?
3: Yeah, yeah. no, at all, Vicky. There was a woman that was younger than you that uh, used a term that might be a little uh, untoward, but she basically said that she was quite aroused when she saw this container I gave her for this game. She had played the game a lot, and she said, "Oh my." God, are you kidding me? And she said something that was really funny, and cute, yeah. but basically it said, wow, I'm in a mood right now. And I'm like, so, well, that's so it's very complimentary. Thank you, miss.
0: Yeah. Twilight Imperium, the Prophecy so of Kings. Yeah. Is it available now that it's people can pick now, up? Yes. Okay, okay. And it's available
3: now, yes. Don't be fooled by the price tag because it is. there's so much in this box. It's a big box for an expansion because you've got seven factions, you've got new mech units, you've got Ooh. they've added eight players, so there's a whole set of components for player seven and player eight. They've got <laughs> Hyperlane and all sorts of new planets. I mean, there's a lot of stuff in how here. Can you,
0: how can you turn a game that usually runs about 12 to 14 hours to even longer marathon sessions, yeah, full well, on weekend, full on weekend playing on this one, and they love it. They
3: even added a true explore action to it. Some people complain that just because I go to a planet and drop my guys there, that's not really exploration, so it's not really a four X, really. Well, now they have an exploration component that they've added with this that people actually like because <laughs> they used to have one before in, in Ti3 and before. People thought, ah, no, but this one actually they did a cool thing with. Um, I'm really excited. New technologies. They've added a lot of stuff, not just new factions.
0: Well, you said you did have to wait till Christmas to yeah. play it. So, unfortunately, you're yeah. just going to have to wait. But
3: until then. Uh, 9.6 a rating. How about this? Wow. How about an expansion gets a 9.6 out of 10 on BGG? Damn. That's, I mean, that is an amazing accomplishment for Fantasy Flight. I want to say that just because at some point I'm going to talk about another game that I won't say good things about. Oh, Just... <laughs> because (laughs) and and i mean it's night and day i look at it and go here's what happens when somebody puts their heart and soul and really thinks things through before putting out an expansion as opposed to another popular game that did that and i really don't believe thought things through
0: well that'll be a tease for later because now it is time for the geek sheet with vicky b all right vicky what you got
1: Actually, got a few other Mandalorian things. I oh, know of we course. did. Mandalorian. We
0: talked about it. Uh, we talked about on, it on, on Friday, Friday, but yeah. Uh,
1: this is just—it's <laughs> funny because uh, we saw Katie Sackhoff. We've had a really awesome, like, cast of nerdy alums, if you will, appear so far on the Mandalorian. And totally. you guys
3: know she was the voice of the animated character Bo Katan as well. Yes yeah. yes. yeah. Yeah. Which I know was, I wasn't here to talk and which you got about. Which was
0: super cool. I know. I know yeah. you would have lost your mind about that. <laughs> uh,
1: but uh, Katie Sackhoff apparently just revealed something funny about the Stormtroopers on set. Oh, so she said there. Yeah, there are definitely moments when they brought in dummy stormtroopers instead of the stunt guys. And you think it's a real person for at least an hour. And you're like, oh, snap. That's a dummy. Got it. Okay, funny. And I think that Mercedes, which is Sasha Banks Uh uh, and I got really good at doing uh, chest bumps. So we had some fun times and we had some fun times with the armor.
0: Chest bumps with the armor? I guess. That'd be hilarious. Like,
1: either nice. wearing the armor and also doing it with the dummy stormtroopers. <laughs> but that would totally be me. I'd be like, wow, this person's so rude. I said hi to them, and they're just ignoring me. Or they're
0: just standing there still <laughs> for a while. It's I'm like, oh, you're really into your role.
3: That's pretty good there. <laughs> yeah, well, you're really good. You should go work at Buckingham Palace when you're done with this job. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
1: Uh, so this was a, it's a fan-made piece of art. And I actually really liked it, and it oh, yeah. very much was about not obviously the last episode because we still we're not discussing that until this coming Friday. Mm-hmm. It's by uh, was it MJ Hilbin Art. You can find them on Instagram, but they drew uh, basically Grogu or Baby Yoda. <laughs> yeah, I still want to call him Baby Yoda. I know, right? They drew him as an older Jedi Master, and it's a conversation he's having with somebody else. Uh, it says, "Master Grogu, I thought Jedi are not supposed to form attachments." says attachments do not lead to the dark side fear of losing them does it's like well i don't understand you can be attached to some but something but not fear to lose it it's like treasure those around you while you can and rejoice when they return to the force you mean when they die well death is a natural part of life well i wish it weren't but it is and once you accept that the dark side will never take you i have to live knowing that life and death are in, uh, inseparable it sounds impossible the master gently touches his uh, paladon. Palid- 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 uh,
0: padawan. Padawan.
1: Oh, I padawan. Think the- I think they spelled it <laughs> wrong.
3: It's palindrome.
1: Yep, they did <laughs> spell it wrong. Uh, no, padawan. It's not impossible. It is the way.
0: Oh, oh. <laughs> it was—it's
1: uh, obviously fan done, but I loved it.
0: And it was kind of cool because if you look closer to the art, it's—he's also wearing some of the Beskar armor, mm-hmm. like the uh, the uh, pauldrons ah, and stuff. So it's—it's cool. it's really sweet.
1: And you haven't seen it? I did share it on uh, Facebook a few days ago, and I—I yeah. I really loved it. I know. <laughs> uh, but let's say you're really loving the Mandalorian, and you want. More Mandalorian stuff type, you know, Um, esque things to watch, right? Oh, okay, okay, yeah. sci-fi westerns, that's basically what this is. Mm -hmm. So I found a list on GameSpot.com of uh, other sci-fi westerns to Mm. watch if you're really loving The Mandalorian. I wonder what number one is.
0: Yeah, right. Should
1: I start from number 12 or number one?
0: Uh, Let's go with, uh, I mean, is number one Firefly? Because it really kind of should be. No. What? what? What
3: other space Western is more western in space than Firefly? To, to be
1: fair, I think these are all sh-
0: movies. Oh. Now that I'm
1: looking at the list, I think they're just movies. Is okay.
0: Serenity on there? Yes, yeah. it is. Okay, okay there we movies. go. Yeah, there we go.
1: But All it's right. not number one.
0: Oh, what number was it at? Three. Number
3: right. three. Well, you know, it's movies. And okay. Serenity probably, I mean, Serenity was good, but really the the, 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 the series was really good. Yeah. yeah. And Serenity was kind of like a rushed wish we had more episodes, really. Okay, sure start,
0: at, start at 12.
1: Number 12 being, <laughs> okay, I like this movie, but oh, I, mind you, you, I was eight years old. Oh, no. Wild Wild West.
0: Yeah. I, wait, is it, is it space
3: westerns or sci-fi westerns? Sci-fi westerns,
1: oh,
0: which yeah. can also kind of count steampunk. And this, is, okay. and this is steampunky, but it's definitely a steampunk western, which is using different bits of technology, which, again... Which, I mean, the yeah. original TV show did do that. Which so was I had kind no
1: idea. A... It, was, it was a TV show first? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know oh, that. Oh, yeah.
3: yeah. It was, and so they did have some cool stuff like that, but this was before anybody knew what steampunk was, and I'm mm. not even mm-hmm. sure the original TV show... Really would be considered
0: steampunky uh, yeah. as much as the movie. Yeah, uh, it's it's predecessor a to that point it. in time. I might and, have to watch that again sometime. And there's some cool things about the movie, but by and large, it's trash.
1: It's maybe watch it. That when could you're be my altered. nostalgia yeah.
0: thing. Go back and watch the original Wild Wild West TV oh, show. Oh, there you. you go. Yeah, uh, what's number eleven?
1: Number eleven. I don't think any of us have seen this, but it has one of your favorite people in it. Okay, Jonah Hex the 2010 movie oh yes it's based on a DC comic book yes. yeah
0: and I heard that it was panned so uh, mm-hmm. I didn't end up wanting to watch that's that too bad yeah and,
1: for yeah. those who don't know what it is it's about a disfigured bounty hunter with mystical powers in the 19th century America despite the acclaimed source material and impressive cast which also had Michael Fassbender Megan Fox John Alkovich and of course Josh Brolin yep uh, the movie was a notorious box office failure yeah
0: people oh. were not happy about that although that, I
1: saw Megan Fox's costume everywhere
0: uh, uh, on a note on that, then, uh is Cowboys and Aliens on this list? Because they're going with like kind of low quality uh, stuff there. Number seven. Yeah. Woo! And that movie has was not good either.
1: Yeah. Um. This is not This list is.
3: I
0: thought it was supposed well, to be good movies, right? Really.
1: I, I. There's
0: well, another one on this here's list. Here's the deal. That's it's a broadage. real niche market there yeah, when it I comes down so. to these things. So.
1: And funny enough, I didn't realize that John Favreau directed Cowboys and Aliens.
0: Ooh, sorry about that, John.
1: Yeah. yeah. Wow, um, really? Number ten. Number ten oh, wow. on this list. It was hot garbage. It should not be on this list this at is all. This exciting. It, Wild Wild West was better than this movie. Oh, and it was The Dark Tower.
0: Yeah, and you know what? It had such high hopes because <laughs> it was based off of Stephen King. Mm. Idris Elba,
1: um, Matthew McConaughey. It's just, I honestly think they just tried to jam pack so much stuff into a movie. Oh,
0: this could have yeah, been a TV yeah. series, and it would have been I phenomenal. That. Yeah, and that came down garbage. to it. Yeah. Next
1: up, uh, number nine. I don't know this one. It came in 1969. Oh dear. The Valley of Gowangi. What? what?
0: Gwangi? An earlier
1: mix of westerns and sci-fi, the Valley of Gowangi is most notable for the dinosaur effects by stop-motion pioneer Ray Harryhausen.
0: Maybe Guanji.
1: Guanji, maybe? Yeah. Uh, it is set in Mexico at the start of the 20th century and focuses on a cowgirl from a struggling rodeo who finds a cursed hidden valley where prehistoric Whoa. creatures roam, including the terrifying allosaurus known as Gwangi. While the film isn't in the same league as the other Harryhausen movies, or monster movies of the era, such as One Million Years B.C. or Jason and the uh, Argonauts, it's a solid B movie, fun, who doesn't enjoy the sight of cowboys fighting dinosaurs. That is old, old school, man.
0: Yeah, the the, the poster is cowboys battle monsters in the lost world of Forbidden Valley, (laughs) (laughs) and it's got the big old ass dinosaur. Yeah, man, I want to watch this.
1: Uh, number eight Solo A Star Wars Story which BJ said was really good
0: yeah yeah I loved it like, yeah it, I, it really is it is a space western that yeah. makes sense yeah and if it didn't have it didn't have Solo in it it could just be seriously like a space pirate movie <laughs> and it would be fine
1: uh, number six I don't know this one it's called Outland and it came out in
3: 1981 Outland um, I, I, rem- I I remember it a little bit but I can't tell you what it's about Probably a space western.
1: So it says the 1962 Whoa. film High Noon is one of the most influential westerns of all time, oh, and Outland yeah. is pretty much a fu- futuristic remake. So Sean Connery plays Federal Marshal William O'Neill, who is assigned the job of protecting a titanium ore mining outpost on distant moon. Unfortunately, the mine's yes. corrupt boss is running a drug smuggling operation and hires a team of assassins to deal with O'Neill. Director Peter mm. Hams, Hams originally wanted to make a traditional western, but the unpopularity of the genre in the early 80s, combined with the huge recent success of Star Wars, led him to set the movie in space. And the film was met with mixed reviews at the time, but it's an interesting reworking of a familiar themes and Connery makes for a charismatic Western hero. You
0: know, Peter Boyle's in it as well. This sounds like this is actually a list of uh, movies. I mean, some of them are hot trash, but it's just like a fun movie night or a movie weekend, I guess, because you'd have to kind of. Yeah, I remember all all of that these. now that Vicky started describing it. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's
1: uh, that's back in the day. Uh, this one, I, this one actually came out recently, and I did not know about it. And apparently, Pedro Pascal is in it as well. What? It is okay, called yeah. Prospect.
0: Yes, and Prospect was actually filmed in Tacoma, Washington. What? That's some where of the you par- par- live? Yeah, exactly. So it's a Pacific Northwest tie. Some of my friends have seen it and they're like, "Nah, it's all right." Like it's one of those ones where uh, it's going to be definitely better than the Wild Wild West. Yeah, <laughs> right. Just based off of my friends saying it, but yeah, it sounds it sounds pretty good.
1: So it says it's a drama, like a it's as a mysterious prospector hunting for rare gems, which is Pedro Pascal's character on a remote moon, who comes up against a father and his teenage daughter looking for the same thing prospects limited budget works in its favor allowing for an intense small scale character drama with the alien world convincingly created in a striking ho rainforest near washington's olympic national park
0: yep yep Which, been yep, there yep.
1: <laughs> uh have you guys heard of battle beyond the stars
0: oh no. yeah really
1: 1980s that's the number four one
3: yeah that uh, richard thomas uh, is
0: that him that's in it Maybe, Uh, Um, yeah. Richard Thomas, Robert Vaughn, Marta Christian, George Peppard. Yeah,
1: uh, John Sales wrote it.
0: Oh, dude, this looks cool too.
3: Yeah, it's kind of they wanted it to be their Star Wars, and it didn't quite make it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Kind of makes sense there. On this list, number three, like we said, is Serenity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, Battle Beyond
3: Stars is number four. Mm-hmm. Wow! All right,
1: we have number two and number one. You guys have not guessed yet. All right. Well, if
3: it's uh. going to be better than Serenity, but then again, Serenity is better than Battle Beyond the Stars, which that's a big jump, if you ask me.
1: I will say w- number two is a TV show we all watched.
0: Is uh, a oh, TV it, show we all watched but now it's a movie. But it was a movie. It too. was a
1: movie first. Uh, Westworld. Oh. Yes.
0: Yes, of course. Yes, oh, yeah. yes. That makes that, sense. And you know what? Westworld, even the movie. That's uh, good, good. Yes, it's really good. Now, I haven't finished season three because everyone pooped on it, and I, I was okay with the first two. I, so. think,
1: I think, yeah. You should take your time to watch it. Like, right. like, like I think you'll enjoy it. <laughs> I like um, season three.
3: I, I, I didn't hate it. I mean, I, really, after season one, it pretty much was amazing. And then you're anything after that is not going to be as amazing as season one. Yeah. I, so it, you're going to have that. It
1: definitely left me with, I need to know what the hell happens.
0: Now we've got number, number
1: one. one. I think you're not going to agree with this for being maybe even on the list.
0: All right. Especially wow. not Let number
1: one. Wow. A lot of people poo-poo this movie because it is not the first in the series.
0: Oh, okay. Because I was about to years. say I was I was no. going to ask about Treasure Planet because no, that should be on there, and it's on Disney Plus. If you haven't seen that, it's really good. Really, think steampunk, think space, mm-hmm. and it's—it's uh, it, it it's underrated. Take, it, it's on
1: the take of Treasure Island, yeah. and it's so well done. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, think spacey, but accidentally got into cowboy shenanigans like feature sci-fi spacey, not like actually okay. in spaces Sa- I- sci-fi with
3: oh. And it's, and, and, and it's not the first one.
0: Mm-mm. Are they going to say-
1: are they gonna And say it's not s- even the second one. Oh.
0: Thor? Uh, yeah, was it like Thor Ragnarok or something? I like, okay, I guess. <laughs> wow. I'm not getting and it. And it came out
1: g- in 1990. Oh, 1990.
3: Oh. Are we going to- Not a fifth element. We had a, no, no, that was a little bit later. That oh, it was 96, you We uh, have seven. to go
1: back to see this movie.
0: Back to the future part three. Yep. Yeah. Whoa. And you know what? Whoa. I actually really Future, like this movie. You know what? And Whoa. I, I like it too. Obviously, because it's steampunk. Steampunk esque. Yeah. Wow. But number one, no. I don't think it should be number one. I mean, it is yeah. sci-fi. But yeah, if you yeah. took that, if you took that number one and wow. dropped it down to a uh, number three, okay. um I would be more okay with that. Yeah. And then yeah. bump the other two up. Serenity needs to be higher than that.
3: And, and, yeah. Battle, and Battle Beyond the Stars, I. Okay. Maybe you got to go back and rewatch uh, maybe it? Maybe you're right. Maybe I do. Because <laughs> Richard Thomas played John Boy on the Waltons. That's who that guy is. Really? Yeah, it's wow. John Boy. Good
0: night, space boy. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> and then they just need to remove the Dark Tower because yeah, yeah, yeah. let's just Story. pretend it never happened.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Well, let us know what you guys think. We want to hear your opinions, and we're always down for recommendations. Yep. So until next time, stay nerdy. Yeah.